welcome to Sonic Talk episode 580. We uh, have switched things around a little bit. We're live in the studio because we've got all our participants are in the room. And uh, we're going to start with Mr. Rich Hilton, who's down from... Uh, you've got a few days off in London and, uh, yeah. and thought, hey, why not come down and do the show right here, right? Absolutely. I couldn't wait to come here and do it in Bath. Excellent. So um, you're, you're in... Sh- what chic world at the moment, I guess, aren't you? Sort of between shows, right? Yes, we're deeply in touring at the moment and enjoying it immensely and uh, playing to wonderful audiences. What's the next show? Uh, next show is Hampton Court Palace on uh, Friday and Saturday of this week. Right, okay. So that is that outdoors because the weather's been a little bit shabby, I have to say. To the best of my knowledge, it's outdoors. Yikes. Okay. Uh, and um, let's see who we got next. We've also got Mr. Dave Spears, who, uh, who whose first words were, don't worry about me, I'll sit in the corner and not get involved. But I've talked you into it. So Dave Spears, G4 Software and uh, many other things. How are you doing, Dave? I'm all right, yeah. I came down for the sandwiches. Very yeah. nice they were too. Thank you very much, Andy. And the coffee. That's good. And, um, and yeah, and then also, hold on, I'm not, the reason I'm being hesitant is because normally I have all the buttons because people come in and, and I know where everybody's shot is, whereas this, it's all a bit different. So my muscle memory is um, is passing me by today. But we have Mr. Mark Tinley as well, who's uh, shut the shop. I have. From uh, uh, um, SonusMagus, right? Yep. <clears throat> it is closed. All those hippies are standing outside being very cross with me. And what are they queuing up to buy? I went to buy some pet food earlier on, actually, and the guy in the pet shop said, oh, oh, I see. Uh, Closing up already, are you? Going home already, are you? Uh, I think I'm getting a bad reputation in Glastonbury for not being open on on certain days. uh, What do they come to buy? Rainbow Unicorn Guitar Strings. That's the latest uh, fad that I have uh, on offer. I might show you some in a minute. Rainbow Unicorns guitar strings. Yeah. Are you importing those specially from, are you having them woven from unicorn, uh, oh, unicorn tails? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> and they're, uh, they're £4.32 or 432 as in the 432 hertz tuning frequency. Actually, I like that pricing which strategy. which cosmic. Actually, yeah, it's a cosmic pricing. Yeah. You should do a £4.40 one as well, I think. I could do that, couldn't I? They'd have to be different colours, though. Yeah. Okay. We've got a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I must say this is very discombobulated, actually. Because... Have you seen my shop? No, I haven't. We've not been down. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you'll have to um, you'll have to look on my uh, Instagram feed. I put a photograph of the outside of it on uh, on there the other day. And so, in answer to, have I got a paintbrush? No, I haven't. But Dan, the guy from the uh, Rogues Gallery in Glastonbury, does have a paintbrush. And he did a very nice mural for me, which the council haven't taken, uh, haven't told me to take off yet. So I'm, uh, I'm sort of waiting for that uh, moment when I get the letter through the door saying remove this at once. Or I've, I've, I'm, I'm desperately trying to search for the picture now. Oh, yeah. I can't find it. Unfortunately, oh. it's, I've got. I, I just did a search for Instagram Sonus Magus, and I got one result, and it wasn't you. So, oh. that's, really? so <clears throat> maybe need to have a word with them. Some imposter. Oh, oh, Sona, so, uh, Sona Magus. Right, that's probably, gap. Sorry, I'm getting very confused here because all my uh, my keyboards in the different places. So I, I, I'll no, be a little bit one. slow. Top one. Okay, let's see if we can find it. Uh, oh, on. Wow, look at that bicycle exhaust pipe. Did you see that? Uh, <laughs> let's just have a look. I've got that. I've got that on my bike. Oh, that's awesome. one of those. That's I've brilliant. ordered one. 
So I'm looking for you. Oh, that's a girl's bum. Yeah, where's your shop? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I didn't put it on there. I thought I had. No, it doesn't look like... Oh, there we go. Yeah, there, yeah. Woo-hoo. There we go. That's your... oh, yeah. right. oh, it's a melodica. Oh, it that's is, nice. But it's wow. also a bong. A, a melodica. Uh, and that coloured okay. smoke coming out is what they make the rainbow unicorn guitar strings from. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> only in Glastonbury. Anyway, yeah, only in Glastonbury. It leads into one of the topics. Not, it does those, lead into uh, one of the topics. Those instruments on the front, I... Nearly lost my fingers screwing them on the front of the shop, actually. Right. I like that. I like the design. That looks good. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it does sort of tie into one of our topics, doesn't it? <clears throat> Let's see if I can actually <clears throat> bring one in. I can't mute my mic here either because everybody else's mic is open, so I can't shut myself up when I'm coughing. So, yeah, this was the... I mean, this is this has been around for a little bit longer, but this was the, the classic... There was a story, wasn't there, back at the legend that, um, that Buchler, back in the day, he would... What he did was... Um, he painted some of his early modules with some sort of solution of LSD, and it was all part of the East, the West Coast mystery and the psychedelica. And uh, there's a chap called Elliot Curtis who volunteered to fix uh, uh, a buchler. He's at, I can't remember where it was now. I should have probably done a bit more research. And he said he dislodged a crystal from underneath one of the pots <laughs> and, uh, and then spent nine hours tripping, which I'm, I'm – I, I mean, it's got a great – it's a great idea for a story – but I'm wondering how, what the kind of molecular breakdown over sort of 30 or 40 years of neat LSD would be. Uh, but anyway, that, so, and this, this made mainstream news. It made kind of CBS and CNN. So it's like real bits. I mean, you know, international route one primetime synth news. How often does that happen? Well, it's a good story. People love a good story, especially if it involves LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and who doesn't have some of those? But anyway, um, probably some of us don't. Uh, I quite enjoyed. I quite enjoyed it. I did. Well, you know what I wondered. You know, being scientific about it now, he had to have rubbed his eye, bit his fingernail. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did I say pick his nose? No, I didn't. Say yeah, that. Um, was... he had to have introduced it to some form of membrane. That stuff's not coming in through the skin of your finger. I've. I've been around a little bit of LSD. <laughs> okay. And uh, no, that's not that coming in happen. through your fingertip. No. I don't care who made it and whether or not he was associated with the Grateful Dead. It's not coming in through your fingertip. Um, however. Great story, though. I, I mean, he it. got a lot of publicity for it. I and it was, it. I think, the actual... Uh, but, I mean, the original story as well. I mean, it all adds to the... Mis- and I think possibly this is what um, began the whole mystique of the Buchler instruments and the, and the kind of West Coast sound. It really it was sort of tied into that whole... Area of uh, of psychedelia and the kind of the the, the you know the, what was going on there. Yeah, I mean his whole thing was Ken Kesey and the Magic Bus, wasn't it? I think that was his f- the first thing he did, wasn't it? Was the sound system for the Magic Bus? Yes, in fact, there's a video somewhere I seem to remember while I was researching this and trying to find it that was uh, the Magic Bus occupants being interviewed by some straight laced reporter. And this kind of really weird noise coming out from the bus, which presumably was a Buchla module, right? Yeah, <laughs> I like this. I like this is a good story. Whether yeah. it's true or not, I don't know. Yeah. But also, the other thing is, so I've repaired a lot of keyboards in my time, particularly keyboard mechanisms and stuff like that. And It's like the back usually, of the sofa, isn't it? Well, and it is. It's usually full of disgusting stuff. I mean, so the last thing you're going to do is if you see something in there, go, hmm, let's see what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be probably the last thing. But, you know, fluff, uh, coins, a lot of plectrums, I'd imagine, fall between keys. Yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and uh, we found, we did find a spliff, weirdly enough, in uh, OB eight, that which uh, 
shipped to a programmer who opened it up and they'd obviously, whoever had the keyboard before had obviously just inserted it, you know, under the keys as it were, you know, above the keys and below the panel. Uh, and that was still there kind of 20 odd years later. That was weird. I imagine that probably didn't translate in terms did, of time. I don't did know. you light it? No, no, no. There was <laughs> talk on. about bring it to Nam and we'll have a go. And then it was just like... Oh, it fra- no. should have been framed. Well, we could have got tons of column inches if this is anything to go by out of it. That's a bit an OB8. I'm not, I mean, you you fix a lot of stuff in the shop as well, so you're doing repairs yeah. and things. I mean, can you, I, I don't know whether that... But it's a good story for starters, right? This is definitely a good story. Um I don't know. I'm worried now, actually, especially in Glastonbury. People like bringing things in to men. What am I going to find in there? In if Glastonbury, I, touch, I touch can make some fairly thing. safe. I, I, I'm guessing maybe sequins, beads. Oh, I'm thinking this. these days it's more likely to be like ketamine and <laughs> what's that stuff people smoke? DMT. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Wow. Yeah. I want to know what happened on the trip because when people take LSD, they get kind of like amazing insights into life and then they kind of find solutions to things and all that sort of stuff. So I want to know more. I want to know what happened on the trip, what was the insight and what happens next? What's he going to do now? Uh, He's yeah. had that insight. That's true. The, I, I was looking for some clues to that. And this is the the article on CDM Link, which is Peter Kern's brilliant publication. And literally the only sentence that's standing out to me is, the only study I could find deals with decomposition in urine. So, uh, which I think is re- in reference to the, 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 the shelf life. Yeah. The yeah. Shelf After life. you... Yeah, digested. of um, of synthesizers or LSD, LSD oh. I think. So it's the, it's the red panel <laughs> myth. It's supposed to be the red panel uh, is the is the thing that's that, that that was the one. I'm looking to see if there's a picture of it somewhere. I think the only video I could find was uh, was was basically mainstream TV, and I didn't want to play that and get beaten up by the uh, the police. But I know every. I mean, the, the uh, I know Jim on um, uh, synth memes. There was a whole period where it was just like, if another person posts something about this, yeah. I'm going to lose my mind because it's. There was, in fact, he did a he did a rather amusing kind of um, sketch on. Um, it, it's like I guess you know people who do who knock door to door with sort of Bible pieces and sort of say, "Excuse me, sir, have you heard about the Buchler story? <laughs> maybe maybe may we tell you about the Buchler story." I just thought that was kind of a funny parallel, really. Um, so yeah, he's it, it's been there. I, I just felt like we should at least talk about it because it's been and done. I know we're a bit like, behind the curve. Don from Beyond the Grave going great, finally just <laughs> laughing. Yeah, that would be good. Um, okay, so let's take a look at... Oh, yeah, here we go. This is also uh, quite Glastonbury, uh, I think, uh, Mark. I think you might uh, might enjoy this one. This is uh, the Bowed Glass Bowls from Raya Audio. Uh, I know that... Um, I mean, the, the, the Tibetan bowls, not bowed, but the, the finger bowls, the brass bowls and this sort of thing. And so this is very much of that sound. And it is a beautiful sound. There is no denying it. Uh, this is a free... I think this is actually... As far as I know, it's free at the moment. So, what's not to like? It's called Bose Bold Glass Clouds. So I'm guessing it might have clouds in it, as in mutable. Free until July the 30th. Uh, so let's have a look. Uh, it's built on a right audio, right audio's proprietary clouds engine, which contains individually adjustable three octave spread uh, layers A and B with sub layers, and uses Contax AET filter technology. Uh, there's resulting a total twelve layers that can be morphed, blended, and automated to create a wide variety of complex, evolving textures, which is what you're currently hearing. 
Ooh. I feel like I'm listening to a relaxation tape, which I'm I'm not at all displeased about, but I just want to make sure that I keep our guests on, on it and alert. I don't want them falling asleep. But Rich, <laughs> you were putting a thumbs up. It did sound good, didn't it? It's something about those pure tones. Yeah, I spent a bunch of time listening to different videos of this thing. It sounds great, and it makes certain things incredibly easy. And I thought it was interesting that one of the sources that they used was a vacuum cleaner. What? Wait. One of the sources, noise sources they used was a vacuum cleaner. But anyway, um, it's it, it. I listened to a whole ton of these. That you could this thing. You could just leave these demo videos on and do your day. Um, so it actually takes something that's kind of fun and desirable to do and makes it incredibly easy. I where guess, did where did you go when you were listening to it? I was sitting and in my hotel room. In what London. was the what was the insight that you got? <laughs> from there wasn't any LSD it. involved. Oh, so. it's just no, no, I mean, the sound. The was spinning was, off. Then it was good. No, there, there's a wide variety of things you can do with a pretty minimum number of controls, and um, there's a bunch of different textures you can get. And yeah, it's all kind of just evolving ambient kind of stuff. Do you, but, do you know what this sounds like? Have you heard the? Uh, is it NASA's recording of the planets when they? Um, they recorded all the planets somehow, and there's a, a oh, the telemetry, yeah, right? Yeah, it, I and think it I sounds did. really similar to that. Isn't there something about the golden ratio about the planets and the size and the and the radio waves that creates that some sort of harmonic thing? Or am I completely imagining that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm imagining that. So, Dave, these are pretty much sine waves, aren't they? I mean, bo- I mean, things that you bow, bowls, that sort of stuff, and Tibetan bowls, they'd, they'd be kind of pretty much like additive synthesis, I suppose, yeah, and it's yeah. just the complexity of the uh, of the harmonics. Yeah, lovely. like it a lot. Yeah, there was. I mean, I, I can't think. I'm, I'm trying to think why I put this in here, and I think it was basically, Mark, because you were here and you're from Glastonbury, and I thought this would be something that would kind of work with the... Uh, I, think I could make a Glastonbury link and probably make some snidey comments about it, but I... I we could I, I send people to my competitor then. Oh, who's your competitor? My competitor is a guy called Narayan, and he has a shop called Enlightenment on Glastonbury High Street, and he sells glass bowls. And the first time I went to Glastonbury, I went in there and asked him if I could record them. <laughs> Which is not what, and now that I'm in retail, I know that that's not the right thing to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did actually say yes, actually. Oh, did he? Re- let me record all sorts of weird things in his shop. But yeah, that was, was rather nice of him. Um, but I don't sell them as a kind of courtesy to him, really, because I think if I um, if I go into competition, that's not quite so much fun as right. doing something completely different with... Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So people come in my shop and they, have you got any... Indian shruti boxes and I said no I've only got punk rock and things that make really horrible noise <laughs> and uh, and then they exit again does he have a load of shruti boxes because we did a topic a while back no, where there were all these actually. little um, electronic versions of shruti I've got boxes. one of those have you yeah they're really cool um, but no nobody in Glastonbury sells uh, you know the little harmonium things that you squeeze and they just play a single tone or whatever nobody mm. seems to sell those I think there's um, a I think there's a there's London a, is, the, is that right? Well, I don't, maybe someone in Bath. Or, well, you know those or, or stress Bristol balls that you get, the, you pick them up in garages and things. Yeah. I yeah. think somebody just needs to make one of those that actually has emits a tone when you do it. So it's like an accordion. So it would just go. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. There you go. You can have that, Mark. I All just right, want then. a small percentage when you uh, when now, you make your millions out of it. I'll give you a kickback. <laughs> kickback. <laughs> yes. Or an insight. And. 
after the trip or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's Riot Audio. If you go to riotaudio.com, uh, that will be where you find it. I think I've got the actual website here somewhere. Let me see. Did I have it? Yeah. It's too good for them to have made that free. I think that <laughs> I, I think that the model of giving Presenting stuff away. Presenting Neutron 3. Oops. I do beg your pardon. That was the, the model of uh, giving stuff away for free and then expecting people to buy your other stuff. Isn't that kind of broken now? Google, yeah, um, Google have sort of broken it, I think. Yeah, so I know what you mean. They should be charging lots of money for that because it does sound really good. Look at that. Look at all that professionalism and marketing. Why on earth are they giving it away for free? That's a good question. Uh, you can join the newsletter. But anyway, yeah, that's They've why. They've got order. other things they want you to buy. But yeah. I won't buy them. The I only want that. Yeah, so you I'm going to download that for free. Yeah, you might. <laughs> what, what else have they got? What else have they got? I don't uh, recall. I'm just but looking. I did go to their website and there's other things. They've got uh, bow glass clouds and a putty piano. That sounds interesting. Oh, let's have a look at that. Oh, that does look interesting. How much is that? Uh, it's not. It's coming in July. Oh. Well, that wasn't very difficult, was it? Yes. Yeah, so I'll, <laughs> probably... oh, well. I'll, I'll probably buy that then because I will have downloaded their other Bingo. thing for free. Right? Okay. The there we go. Oh. There we go. All right. Um, so uh, actually what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break from tradition and actually get one of, the, uh, one of our sponsors uh, in quick because uh, I feel like I should. So uh, let's have a word from our friends over at Softube. Uh, this is the uh, Parallels, Softube Parallels, uh, plug-in soft synth, one of their first, although there is a new one as well, which I'm sure we'll be showing you about. Uh, it's got dual wave scanning, wave scanning source selections, almost 100 high-quality pre-recorded multi-waveforms. Sort of progression within each waveform means near infinite source material. For up to 14 voices, seven per layer, hundreds of presets from uh, world-leading artists, Beaky, BT, Richard Devine, Inholt. Uh, three analog model, filter type, state variable, Vactral LPG, which is unusual, and resonant peaks. Five sophisticated types of modulation source, LFO, random, and Euclidean sequencer. A lot of this stuff coming from their, their chops that they've done on the software modular as well, certainly the filter types. Five top quality effects, options, distortion, chorus, flanger, delay, and reverb. So do check that out. Head over to softube.com to check out Parallels. Uh, I don't know if it's on sale at the moment, but they do have regular sales, so do check that out. Uh, we thank them for uh, supporting us. So um, let's see. Well, we've done the legends. We've done the glass bowls. Let's do this one as well. This is... Um this is from uh, hey a guy called... Omri Cohen, and it's his Today, we will have Midilar. a look at the final version of the Midilar modules. The Midilar is a modular MIDI controller designed to work with VCV rack, but not only. A few months This is ago, actually a really long video, the but the. the that basically the substance of it is is I think we covered this a, a, a several months ago where the idea of having these kind of uh, MIDI control modules uh, you get a single module that, to start with and then you can bus other ones off it they, they're separate to the Eurorack bus it's powered over USB so you plug that into your computer and it basically is an extensible MIDI controller uh, system that allows you to talk he, he's talking VCV rack, which as we know is a great uh, free software uh, VCV uh, software modular system which has stuff from Mutable and various other kind of open source things in it and there's a particular module in it called, uh, I don't know, what's it called? It's called the MIDI, I think it's MIDI CC 
a module which allows you to do up to 16 and you can just pile them up and use it for hardware control to integrate with your modular and your software module and your software modular it could be a software modular too and it just seems like this is the next evolution it feels like yeah we're heading in this direction everything is going into this what do they call it it's con uh what do they call it uh con when the conflux come i can't remember what you call it delay it's called a, it's, it's called when things kind of come together converge converge that's it confluence Mark. confluence oh, there we go okay there we go we've got plenty of these i don't know this is this is kind of interesting i mean i know dave you've got modular stuff you haven't gone eurac yet i'm pretty sure you're gonna no. i was talking to no. jamie liddell the other day <laughs> we did a whole thing because he did the the voice uh the, the song for the uh capital spaces the uad thing he's done this beautiful song and we did a we've got a piece and he showed us around his studio and i remember him being on the show and going no i've not really got into modular it's too dangerous and now literally his studio is completely littered in it so <laughs> you're still on five u and yep. big stuff yep. but i mean the idea of being able to integrate within the daw and have controls that work on a software-based thing that that's kind of to keep i, I guess keeping it in one one uh, place so you've, you're using this the, the concept of a, a single interface that makes sense right yeah i understand how it makes sense uh that's not why i got into modular stuff i got into modular stuff because i felt like a data entry clerk constantly in front of the computer every day day in day out and i wanted to stand up and plug things in and move things around and it was my excuse to get some exercise as minimal as it is uh, as it was so yeah I've, i i kind of shy uh, the, uh, that's the only reason i sort of shy away from this because i uh, one of the things i love about the uh, the large format stuff is like i say i can get up move around it becomes a little bit of a performance in itself that's all recorded it's done done with and gone and that's the one uh, thing i loved about it and then i suppose once you've done that you go and sit in a, in front of a computer and then you're in a yes. different headspace yeah yeah i i could I, I could get that i mean this is a picture of the actual rack itself uh let's see if i can make that bigger oh there we go and I, there are at the moment there are i think one two th there are three uh, two mod three modules you've got the base module which gives you up to 64 controls and the and one that's up to 32 and there's a four I don't want to translate this page. No, thank you. That's very kind. Uh, the Starry <laughs> Night, which has got a knob and four buttons, and then the uh, this little one, which is four, which is a one. I, is that one HP? That looks very narrow. That's actually pretty mm -hmm. cool. That'd be pretty useful. I know, Rich. I mean, you're not. Um, I mean, I know you're into synth, but modular hasn't sort of made its made its way into your world yet. Not right? in my house, no. But uh, <laughs> never in my house. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying that yet. But. Um, this is a very interesting thing to basically make MIDI knobs that are learnable and programmable within his software and hopefully recallable. That's the one thing he didn't demonstrate, is save some ridiculously complex set of connections that you've assigned to this mass of knobs that you've got, and then save it, and then call up another one and save it. Like, I'd like to see how yeah. flexibly it recalls and how quickly it does. I would assume it does. It must, but it, I just, he didn't really bother no, to show that. He showed us mini learning, uh, a lot of parameters and and, and it's I, clever in the way it does. I that. can I can totally. I mean, the VCV rack. Yes, you what you what you do is you can uh, you just save a patch. I mean, the patch and the patch. Everything and, is right. You know, well, as as one would expect in a software driven interface like that. I am curious to know if it will run uh, other things just as effectively, which I imagine it should, like uh, soft tubes modular, yep, which I yep. quite like. Um, I'd like to see it running that as well as this guy's stuff, but. 
it, it was a great demo. And again, I spent a bunch of time watching these videos and it's, it's pretty comprehensive. It's cool what it does. The Softube modular uh, has a different way of assignment. You, you create these macro panels, which are performance panels, and you assign knobs to those and then you assign the MIDI controls. Because, because with, with any of these systems, whether it's VCV rack or, uh, you know, there's so many potential, there's way more than 128 potential connections mm -hmm. that there's a way, they try and make it sort of a little more uh, straightforward. I don't know, Mark, uh, the, 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 uh, this looks like something that you should have in your shop, to I me. Th I actually think it does. Um, the reason I haven't got into modular in any way, and I remembered, or I realised this, or remember, did I realise it or remember? I don't know. Something happened. Yes, I had a TR8, a Roland TR8 in my shop, and I was playing around with it, and I was thinking, this thing's kind of cool. But then I realised that when I turn all the knobs around, it doesn't know what I've done. So I'd have a, I was playing a drum pattern one day, and then I uh, wanted to go back to the pattern I'd been messing around with, a, you know, a few days before. And it all sounded wrong. All the drums sounded wrong. And I, I might be wrong. I don't think maybe you can store the position of the knobs in the TR8. But what I realized is that on modular stuff, you can't because it's all analog, I suppose. So um, if I create something with it on Thursday and then I'm doing something else on Saturday and I want to go back to the thing that I was doing, it's lost, isn't it? So you have to yep. record it. <laughs> and it's like, I love the creativity of being able to just like, you know, you're going in and this, so I like the creativity of not being able to recall, but I want to be able to save stuff in a way that I can just get back to it like yeah. that, straight back to where I was if I want to. So modular stuff would drive me nuts because oh, I've got another OCD as well. And that is like on mixing desks. If I'm using mixing desks before I do anything, I've got to set all the knobs back like in alignment. And you want to reset, right. Yeah, okay. and then I come to the desk and then I start using it or whatever. So I'd have to, I'd probably be like really OCD about resetting all the knobs on the modular. That would certainly before. lose your sound. There's, so, there's no denying Well, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the more racks I bought, the more time it would take me to get home for tea, wouldn't it? Because I'd be there, <laughs> you know, setting everything for when i came back the next day or whatever well that, that, but i mean that, it, but that sorry that sorry. convert that can controls vcv rack right which or any midi anything so midi, you can yeah. save stuff yeah yeah i like that it's interesting why are we i mean but the, the thing that's kind of curious about this is what's the difference between just a controller with a bunch of knobs on controlling vcv rack? why why that it's in a euro rack space does it have any more validity? It's it, it's curious. I mean, I guess that comes back to the idea of it's you're still you're reaching for the same rack to control the world that you're inhabiting and the and the collaboration. And I think that that's the other thing. I mean, uh, the Ableton CV tools that uh, the the pack that's coming out soon. You know, and expert sleepers. You know, they allow you to create envelopes and these patch points and attenuation and whatnot in software and just use an audio interface. But you still don't get over the. The, the, the difficulty of being able to, you know, you actually have to physically patch things to one another, which I suppose is easier than remembering where all the knobs are, but you sort of have to do that at the same time. So it's it still doesn't quite get you there, but it get, it maybe, maybe allows you to make drastic changes without having to completely strip it back to to square one, I suppose. Yeah, and also getting back to Dave's reason for doing it in the first place, which is to have the experience of operating the thing in a certain way yeah. and that you're never going to get from operating a modular on a screen. It just doesn't happen that way. It's it's a different interaction, and it's a perfectly valid interaction. But. Well, oh. Yeah, I, d I don't know how much any of these things are, uh, and I don't know, uh, because I think it's been coinciding with the, I, I think he may be a VCV Rack developer as well. I'm not entirely I sure. I think it's his product. 
Right, uh, maybe so. Yeah, let, let me have a look. Uh, but but not only that, the VCV right is like a collaborative. It's between a whole bunch of people. It's I like see. an open source thing. But they they're at currently about I think uh, version zero point six two, and when version one hits the streets, that uh, then then that's when this is going to coincide with it. So uh, it should be soon because I think VCV Rec one is slated to happen this summer, if I remember. And I know a lot of people are excited about it. Um, I mean, the thing is, is obviously SoftTube modular has a different kind of uh, approach. It's much more uh, um, CPU intensively modelled, but much more accurate, whereas the VCV rack is kind of a freeware scenario where you buy extra modules at kind of quite affordable prices, but it's more to do with the environment. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be around soon, but well worth That's keeping a, an eye on. I just want to say one more thing, and that is, like, uh, when manufacturers model things, they model the hardware, but they also tend to... Uh, the the way people use that hardware tends to influence the way that they model it. So with a real modular system, if you've got lots of holes you can and wires, you can just plug anything into anything, can't you? Even to yeah. the point where you could blow the thing up, right? Uh, yeah, if theory. You, so, yeah. but I so I think I think the software doesn't allow you to do that. And there's there's always things that people do that isn't always modeled in software. So uh, from a from a kind of getting excited about having like loads of things and loads of wires and plugging stuff in that excites me because it's like well hang on a minute what happens if i do that or has uh, yeah. anyone ever done this before bang oh okay there goes a couple of grand but you know whatever <laughs> well, that, that, no i take well, i take of, your point i mean actually a lot of the, the the modular stuff does allow you to plug an audio signal into a into cv a signal, signal yeah. and also integrate uh certainly with uh, soft tube and with vcv right you can integrate audio interface stuff and dc coupled audio interfaces all together and plug them you know they become integrated Ooh, i'm just now my Ooh. reverb springs Oh, it's the gong. It's, it's the Glastonbury gong. It's the Glastonbury gong because my my uh, my mic arm is extended fuller, so the so the the springs are longer, which means I'm getting more reverb. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you'll hear that on Skype. Um, we better do some impulse responses of that actually, <laughs> impulse in all different all different <laughs> angles and stuff as well. We could do a sample library, couldn't we? Why actually? not? I think yeah. it'd be very niche. Yeah, but yeah, you, you, I'd you, buy it. <laughs> You wouldn't have to buy it, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Give it away. Man. Don't Contact. give things away. Let's charge people for things, please. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, okay. Well, that was... So if you want to get hold of that, I think... Uh, it's hard to read the address here. It's You want to look for Midilar, basically. It's MIDI with L-A-R on the end. Ooh, there goes a phone. Ooh. Wow, that's like, that's like Bernstein. But no, what's his it's name? Bartok. Bartok, Actually, was it? It's oh, Bartok, yeah. yes. The miraculous Mandarin, if you must know. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, um, let's now. Well, I think uh, let's let's. I think maybe what we should do is because we've got a new prize and a new a new prize and everything for the um, for our friends over at Isotope. So if I play our little uh, our little insert, then we can get onto the competition for last week. So we're talking about Neutron Three this week, which is cool. Presenting Neutron Three, the modern way to mix. Bring your workflow into the 21st century with eight modern mixing tools. All at your fingertips in one Mothership plugin. Starting a mix can take a while, but with the all-new Mix Assistant, Neutron can listen to your audio and quickly suggest a custom starting point for an individual track or set levels for your entire mix. Shape sounds like never before with the new Sculptor module. Match audio to a target sonic profile and instantly sculpt it to sound more like itself or like something else completely. Reach out and touch your audio with Neutron's immersive controls and visualizations. Neutron 3 comes equipped with Visual Mixer, a 
tool to help you effortlessly manipulate the landscape of your mix. Neutron 3, the modern way to mix. So there we go. Uh, that is uh, Neutron 3. This is uh, So we got a new prize this week, uh, we, but we have a win last week. Uh, Neutron, I should point out, actually, we use Neutron 3. We're talking to Rich a bit before the show. This is just out, and it's got a lot more of their kind of inter-plug-in communication stuff in it, which is actually really cool. You, Rich, you were telling us a little bit about that. Are you, have you been using it? I've been using Neutron 2 for quite some since since it's been out, and uh, Neutron 3 takes those things and adds to them. So to the extent that they're similar, I know something about how it works. And the fact that they uh, claim to have improved the masking meter is really significant to me because, it was, first of all, it was good before. It allows us to see where frequencies are piling up across two different compared inputs on a single plug-in ah, window. Right. And so for all of us who basically have monitoring systems that don't present the base in any kind of a realistic or honest way. It actually helps you to see where your buildups are and where your weaknesses might be and and actually use visual aids to adjust your low end that you can't hear in your monitoring environment. I certainly don't have perfect bass response. But you can hear it when you make the difference. You get the- and you go out and you play it and all of a sudden your bottom is like full and clear and not, you know, piling up on each other and other things they do is uh, inter, uh, inter-instance communication so that you can use, for example, an input from one in, uh, instance of Neutron as a sidechain ah, okay. in someplace else. And a simple application for that is using uh, kick drum to uh, duck a little dynamic EQ on the bass uh, instrument. So that Rather than just a straight drum, ducker, you're actually ducking just a specific frequency. Yes, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, just right, a okay. little bit of like, say, 100 or 80 cycles and very gently and all of a sudden your bass clears up. Between those two activities alone, it's improved the bottom end of my mixes significantly. Ah, interesting. Well, I, I should also point out, we use Neutron 2 on the sort of bus out of this show. So I, it, it's it kind of... Uh, speaks to me a little of uh, like FM rate. My, my it's my secret FM radio source, which is what you're hearing now. Is fi- the final stage before it goes to the stream goes through uh, an instance of Neutron Two. I think I'll try Neutron Three though. That sounds like it'd be worth. Uh, but anyway, I digress. We've actually got a competition for last week's. Uh, well, th- for this week's show, if you want to win a copy of Neutron Three, we're looking for the hashtag Mix Balance and the hashtag Neutron Three. And if you send that to Twitter, that's the hashtag Mix Balance. One word. The hashtag Neutron Three. One one word and the number three, not the, the the word three, to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's Mixed Balance and Neutron 3 to at Isotope and at Sonic State. And that will get you entered to the competition. Uh, once again, we thank them for supporting the show by providing the prize every week. And we do have a winner for last week. Uh, last week's winner is a chap, or I think it's a chap, Dennis Kemp, Gen- Dennis Kemp the second, or Dennis Kemp 2. Maybe there's a Dennis Kemp 1. And it's uh, DT Kemp 2 uh, on Twitter. And uh, they tweeted last time, uh, rumour has it that RX can fix it. I'd love the opportunity to prove that rumour as fact, but I'll need the RX7 to do that. Very, very wordy and very well done. Anyway, Dennis, if you want to get in touch, uh, Isotope folks will get in touch and give you a copy. And I should point out that Neutron 3, they're giving away the advanced version. So you get the Ooh. full Ooh. sketch. And that yeah. is well worth having. Uh, so, yeah, that's it cool. Is. You've reminded me what I was going to say about that video now. Oh, please, please. The modular one. At the beginning, when it came on, there was a little mushroom. Did you see that? No, I missed that. A little red and white mushroom. So I reckon he's... Uh, so while the Buchla is the LSD synthesizer, that <laughs> that one's the mushroom synthesizer. Okay, that's worth, uh, worth knowing. The other thing I noticed 
and but because you said you weren't sure if this was a man. Ah, yes, Although Dennis. Got, it does look Dennis like does have a beard. Yeah, that's. Is that when he um, started his video? He said, "Okay, guys, blah 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 blah," and this thing flashed up, and it went and girls yeah. on the video. Yeah. And I thought I've made that mistake so many times when a man and a woman come in the shop, and I say to the woman, "Are oh, you just tagging along with him if you want something to do?" <laughs> oh. And then she turns around and she goes, "No." And then she goes, I've got a Les Paul and a Telecaster and I've got a Marshall this and a that and the other. And then I go, oh, are you just tagging along with her? And he goes, oh. Ah. And, and it's you like can... such a... Oh, it's it's yeah, in it, my head because it's, you know, you, it's, it's so a, easy to fall into that stereotype. It so is. It so is. Um, okay, well, let's get on to uh, this. This is an interesting one. This is Optosynth... Uh, Based on now, this is mad madness. This ANS synthesizer is available uh, iOS, um, Windows. Uh, I think it's on Mac uh, and also Android. And I, I think it's like five ninety nine or something. And it's not. It's based on an opto, opto synth, a photo. No, let me if I get this right. It's a photo electronic instrument from sort of 1938 uh, eight, and it was used on some Tarkovsky films and it takes sort of imagery and uses the light and the imagery to create these sort of tones but it's got a very Ooh. very beautiful and quite unique sound I mean that, that I'll tell you what that reminds me of that Vin Diesel film where he's on he's stuck on the planet and there are these strange night creatures and they make this noise and in fact, um, th like I say, this was used with tar early Tarkovsky films. This, this is the software replica of it. But the, I've got a video as well of the hardware. And this is just a really interesting... Uh, it, it's not totally unique. We've seen it before in other synths. But this is... It's just the sound of it has a sort of... Something I've not heard kind of before. I think there's more videos. Normally I would fast forward this, but I'm actually 20 feet away from the computer. So this is more sounds that it makes. It's just a... It's like a spectral... Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, I'm going to stop that because um, I know that, I mean, a rich, um, rich and and uh, Dave both had kind of feelings that it reminded them of uh, Metasynth a little bit, which is an early, uh, an early synth. Oh, which they definitely had to know about this because it's basically one portion of what Metasynth was. Yep. And I, I, I'm trying to remember Metasynth. I mean, it, it's one of those pieces of software that kind of went. Doesn't it work <laughs> on OS 9? Yeah, it went away. Oh, I, I think it's still no. Let me have a look. Oh, no, there is a version that currently works. Is oh, there really? Okay. Ah. There is. But it At was one of the very, very uh, first synths, wasn't it? One of the very first. Says here synth. through Mojave. Yeah, but the quality of that thing is so good because it kind of it does all the number crunching, and then you get these kind. I don't know. I made like lots of very filmic sounding things with it, like the Dolby THX sound, which kind of has that lushness to it so it oh, there we go metasynth 6 new feature highlights uh it does it's all compatible but it, i mean this anyway. would, it used to be the i seem yeah. to remember metasynth initially used to be it was something that sound designers would just died for because it was very graphical wasn't it so you would you, you could, could make movements to images you that you saw and use images themselves to generate yeah. sounds right yeah 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 it was an additive environment in which the vertical axis represented frequency, low frequency at the bottom, and high frequency at the top. The horizontal axis represented time, 
and uh, the image represented lighting up of various harmonics right, along so the way, and you would the thing would operate from left to right. This was one of the modules in Metasynth, but it's the one that everybody seems to know the best, and clearly they knew about this thing, oh. um, and I didn't <laughs> until I prepared for this show, and I kept looking at it going, well, this is half of what Metasynth is. I guess they did it in a, you know, different way back then. Yeah, and I mean, Dave, that, that we have to also suggest that there are some similarities between uh, this and a certain iris synthesizer that you were involved yeah, with, also, which again is isotope, which is a visual kind of representation, but it didn't go quite as far as this has gone. Spectral synthesis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, in fact, when we were talking about uh, starting discussions of iris too, I wanted to kind of take it into a direct direction where you could import images and stuff and then have different sounds depending on colour balances and stuff like that. But uh, Who decides on the colour? They took it into a different... Well, it depends on what you import, and you could assign maybe certain things to a brightness or a different colour, and and that would, in effect, manifest itself in another t form of spectral synthesis. So Right, OK. Uh, but they didn't go in that direction. So I've bought, I bought this originally, uh, and I love all of this stuff. It's got a really unique sound, hasn't it? I, I think I've got I'd like another, the original I've, instrument. Have you oh, yeah, seen no, it? I have. I've got, I've got a, I think I've got a video here. Of, uh, yeah, here we go. There's a video here. Of it. It, it's, it looks kind of like a massive printing press. I don't really know what's going on here because uh, my Russian is very poor, but this, I think, is one of the original instruments. Wow. Uh, and um, this guy is called D-O-B, D-O-B, D-O-B. Uh, <laughs> but that's all I know, and uh, I, I'm not sure. We can't we can't see too much detail here, but they're doing some stuff by putting in some markers, I guess, and then presumably what well, he'll play those. But it just sounded. Uh, I mean, it looked. I mean, the software itself that we're talking about. It, it, I mean, the design. It looks so like Amiga, kind of <laughs> circa 1980. But I just like the idea of saying to the wife, "I've bought this new instrument. And we need to get it in the house somehow." <laughs> Could you give me a hand lifting it? <laughs> so I think they do play this in a little bit. And then maybe we can fast forward it. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't get to the mouse. Oh, no, I haven't got a mouse here. So. so I think he starts playing it in a little while. We'll just have to wait because I don't know what on earth they're talking about. I've got uh, a massive instrument. <laughs> you, you did you I'm going to show you in a minute. Oh, OK. Yeah, it's coming up. Hold on. This is coming no, up. Back. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. Stand by. Don't you know Warren? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, you could see that that would have been... Uh, this must have caused an absolute sensation in the, th in the 1940s. I mean, to me, this sounds way, way better than the... Uh, uh, what's the, What was that other thing that... Uh, the, the the early synthesizer, I can't remember what it was called now. Mark Doty had Hans, one. Hans Martin. No, no, no. It was uh, Omnicord. Oh. This just oh. sounds more interesting to what? me. Oh, well, the Novacord. Novacord. Yeah. No, oh, I love the Novacord. But this is, Novacord's much later, though, isn't it? Uh, 30s. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I do stand corrected. I'm going to get so much stick for saying that. Uh, hey, I'm going to do a Warren. Shall I do a Warren, then? Are you going to show us your no, new I instrument? Think. Yeah. So this is something you've been working on, right? Hey, man, look at this. Oh, I'll turn the amp on. That's great. So this is an old G4 case, right? It is. I'll hold it up so you get a... <laughs> wow. That's so fantastically impractical. It is. What? Yes. 
What, That's what? why I had to put the amp inside it. Yeah, to, yeah. To make it heavier. <laughs> to make it almost as heavy as the original computer. Yeah, I think I think that it's got a fabulous. Sound. It's great for punk. Yeah. <laughs> I should play this though. It's got that kind of battery dying brown death. It's like Zvex pedal. Is this the first of a series? Are you going to go into mass production? I've never on shown these? anybody this before. Wow! I'll show you inside. Oh, hold on a sec. Oh, Whoa. oh, that's awesome. There's the amplifier in there. The little flashing red lights. That's what we call an air box in the yeah. trade. It's big, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So is it, you could put some, uh, you could put some resonant tubes in there, or something that would actually kind of uh, that would be interesting. You could put a spring in there quite easily. <laughs> that's awesome, isn't that brilliant? <laughs> Is this something that we can purchase? Can be purchased at uh, at Sonus Magus? No, no, I'm giving them away free. I mean, come in. I'm I'm giving a hundred of these away free. No, I'm like it's a lie. What the hell? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, a second. you can purchase it. I I've based the price based on the the CPU speed. Based so. on the original computer. <laughs> so when so it's I fully loaded, it'll be about thirty-five grand so by when, today's when money. People, <laughs> when people ask how much it is, I say, well, it was a it's a G4. And it's a 450. I can't see it written on there anyway. Where does it say that? Where does it say that on my glasses? What records did you make on it? So it's 450 quid because it's got 450... Megahertz. Hertz or something. Yeah, those hertz things. <laughs> so I should have rainbow unicorn... I mean, and if you look, you probably can't see it. And the, yeah, I can like confirm it has rainbow unicorn strings a, on it. Yeah, rainbow strings made from unicorn hair pulled from the top of the... Um, the melodica on the shop, you know, the smoking wow. melodica. Um, so I should sell the, the 450 version of the rainbow. So can you imagine how loud an orchestra would be tuned up to 450 hertz? And there'd be men sawing bits off flutes to try and get the pitch up because <laughs> flutes won't go up that high, will they? I don't know if they will. Yeah, I'm not sure. Bella Lugosi's dead. <laughs> no, that was the wrong chords, wasn't it? What could That's do? awesome. I know, you'll probably get you into trouble for copyright if I Yeah, you, you have to be very careful about these days. That's right. brilliant. So, uh, yes. yeah, is that the only, that's the only one in existence, right? It is the only one in existence, unless somebody's copied it. Well, uh, oh. Mini Mac, uh, Mac Mini make ukuleles. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a good idea. Do they? Who's done that? <laughs> Send me a picture, Red Wolves. <laughs> Mac Mini, mate. You, you, all right, let's have a look. So, let's see. Can we find no, a, Ma they... a Mac Mini ukulele? I want to see that. Mac, Mi I'm searching for Mac Mini. I'll keep playing really badly yeah, while okay. you do that. Mac Mini. <laughs> road runner, road runner. Gone a thousand miles an hour with my G4 on. With my G4 on. I don't, I don't think there's... I think you've got... You could have the market corner there if you did some Mac Mini ukuleles, Mark. OK, I'm going to do that as well, though. Yeah. What did Dave find earlier on, though? You found something, didn't you, Dave? Oh, that was that... Uh, somebody did an Apple IIe advert, didn't they, with a neck on it? Uh, I Apple IIe. Yeah. Apple II. Just put an Apple IIe guitar. IIe guitar. I'm looking for that. This is it's all of us basically searching on our personal search <laughs> devices live on the internet, folks. You can watch us do it. So, mm, guitar here. It even looks like Mark. Does he? Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. There we go. Ooh. 
That's it, yeah. Wow. wow. That looks like an accordion, though. Well, I don't think got, that has... I th- uh, Mark, I think your G4 looks Mine has better. got the same pickup configuration, though, because <laughs> I've got... <laughs> the bridge is in the same kind of thing. I've got, like, one of those... That oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. what's-it tailpiece on it as well, yeah. the ornate tailpiece. So I've have. got a single mini... I don't have a scratch plate, though. That looks so cool. a tremolo on it and then use it and the whole thing just caves in. What would be really cool is if each one of the QWERTY keys was assigned to some different sound so you could play <laughs> like a, a bit like Kraftwerk's pocket calculator. What, what you mean, like, an, or, like an auto harp? Oh, yeah. That could, oh, be, wow. it could work like an auto harp, couldn't it? So it like, damped the strings and you could... Oh, with, oh right, OK, yeah. See, see, see what I mean? Uh, I see thought, what I mean? I thought I thought there was an electronic kind of device that somebody had. There was somebody a Suzuki a... Omnicord. It's uh, like an auto harp, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. bought a Tronicord recently, which is the predecessor to the Omnicord, a Suzuki Tronicord. I've never heard of that. I oh. wish I brought that actually. I could have uh, shown you. It's smaller. It, they're really cool, actually. Uh, hold on, I'm going to have to search for that. Here we go, folks. There's some more live searching <laughs> on the internet uh, uh, while we broadcast Tronicord. Okay. I think that was just a sound card, by the way. This really is a tronicord. Here's a tronicord. Here it comes. That's it there. That's cool. Oh, yeah. You're going to want to borrow that now, aren't you, Dave? Oh, are you going to circuit bend it? No. No, it's too valuable. Well, say. the thing that was interesting about these is actually the, the, the strum pad, because uh, I know that uh, Goldfrapp used to use the Omnicord. Alison used to use it, because you could play some really beautiful, very high, tinkly kind of arpeggio stuff. Yeah. And and I've seen, and it, it was it was all the rage oh, really for a while, cool. wasn't it? I had, a, I had a call from... Brian Eno, weirdly enough, asking me to find him an Omnicord Mark One. Because that was the, <laughs> that was the best one, one or something. Well, I, I think but, he I mean, lost reason, it or couldn't find it or something. The reason why Nick has, Nick Rhodes has an Omnicord is because we had this conversation years ago where he said, I was on a plane with Brian Eno and he had this thing in a suitcase. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that. And he went, no, it wasn't one of those. And it took me ages to work out what it was and eventually figured out it was an Omnicord. And then, uh, and then we bought one. I just like the idea of the Mark One being the one. Yeah. I don't want the Mark Two. It hasn't got <laughs> the same sound as the Mark. Do you? Do, no, I mean, it doesn't. Okay, right. Yeah, so actually, it doesn't. Really? No, it doesn't. <laughs> the earlier ones, uh, um, completely different sound. I think they're still digital. The first one, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. But wow. it's a, it doesn't. It do, the later ones don't sound the same. And I had one recently, and I sold it in the shop and thought I can emulate this on like the iPad or something. And I just, I doesn't. You can't. It just. The actual physical experience of playing that thing is different to any of the emulations of it. I'm and looking it does for which do was a Mark really II and a cool Mark One, and quite beautiful as well. So, okay, here, there, there's, the, got, there's uh, an article here somewhere about manufacturers of electronic music instruments who are also well known for making motorbikes. I, so we've got Suzuki and Yamaha. Yeah. Any, other, any other takers? Uh, Ooh. The Bultarco synthesizer was quite good. <laughs> That's actually, a actually, <laughs> actually, Ural, the motorcycle manufacturer, make guitars. Okay, that's so there is do. a Ural okay. guitar. That that'll work. That'll work for me. Well, I, I can tell you that I had a Yamaha CP60 upright electric grand with MIDI, and the handles on it were the motorcycle footrests turned upside down. Yeah, Whoa. that doesn't surprise me. They're heavy as hell. Fantastic. Okay, now here's a question. So you you did mention Mark just now uh, about. Uh, being on a plane with Brian Eno, so no, I wasn't. No, but I mean, you know, yeah. so we, who had an Omnicord in the case? So you're on a plane, right? Yeah. A long haul flight. Yeah. Somebody has a portable electronic musical instrument, either with the speaker on or the headphones turned up really loud, and you're next to them. I've been there. Who would they have to be for you not to complain? Ooh. 
Imogen Heap, probably. Okay. That's cool. Mm. Actually, we're working on, we're trying to get an interview with Imogen to get Imogen on the podcast at some point. It'd be good to get have her on. And I'm, I'm talking to her people at the moment, so it might be on. Might be able cool. to play out this. So scenario. does that mean? Cool. So, <laughs> so if it was Brian, you know, would you complain then? Would you go, "Oi, mate, turn that off"? I'm talking. Well, we're talking. We're talking. Aus- the called one. We're two. talking Australia. <laughs> we're talking maybe <laughs> long haul flight from Australia. And like you're, you, you've taken off. You've literally the seatbelt sights have gone off. Out comes the whatever it is, and it's kind of getting right on your nerves. Yeah. And you're thinking, there's no way I'm going to be able to survive 12 hours of this. Maybe you move. Maybe you can ask to move seats or say, would you mind if I, or would you just sort of try and engage in conversation? This, it's an interesting, it's, it's like, what are, they, what are those cards called? Cards Against, cards against Humanity. Humanity, yeah. It's yeah, a sort yeah, of yeah. palatable version of that without being sort of war crimes or it's anything. funny you say that. On the train down here, I was in a quiet carriage, and the woman next to me started using the phone. Yeah. Was yeah. there a bloke a few seats down typing really loudly? <laughs> no, well, but no, was people weren't being very quiet in general. Ah, okay. Was the train full? No. No. Okay. I can't keep up with all the switching. As it, as it relates down. to if I were stuck on a plane with Brian Eno and he were playing the headphones really loud, I would tap him on the shoulder and say, aren't you the guy who made music for airports? Oh. oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. very good. You, you sound like you're going deaf now, Brian. Maybe you, you should. Why don't you just play that <laughs> instead? <laughs> anyway, I, I think I'll just, I'll just open a bag of snakes. <laughs> That's just the scenario I had then working for. Then we could talk mind. about the Middle East for a while. How many hours do we have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, I think I've got another video. Have I got another video? That was that one. That one is that one. What's this? No, that's them. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. How about this? 1010 Music Box is out. Black Box, Music Black Box, 1010 Music. This is a kind of, uh, this was actually a Eurat module. 1010 Music did a whole bunch of them. And now they've created like a little standalone thing that looks like it's USB powered and you can do sampling and the whole thing is that this is portable to a degree. So this is, this is all about the making music on your way home on the bus, you know, wherever, in the park. Narayan's shop. I could go in Narayan's shop. Record, edit, and sequence. So it's quite similar in many ways to, you know, like OP1 World or that kind of thing, where we've got a, an interface that is, you know, not our computer, so therefore more fiddly to use, but somehow we still gravitate towards this thing. And this, by all accounts, this thing works very well. It can record quite long samples, you can do stems, do all sorts of cool stuff with it. I lo- Dave's eyebrows are going up. I'm guessing he's playing these, right? So it seems. Mm, maybe. I know, this is an audio recorded by the looks of it. It's quite a compelling musical demo. I mean, the yeah. black box, uh, and the black box thing from what, by all accounts, I've seen, uh, I think uh, a couple of people have done little pieces on them, and it looks like a kind of fun thing. I mean, do these, do these sort of do-it-all boxes appeal, or do you just think, Hey, I've got an iPhone or an iPad. Maybe I should just use that. I mean, what's the sort of that thing does appeal, and I think it is cool to have a, a freestanding device that does all of these things. Um, I don't know the extent to which this thing is actually making the noises or just capturing them, but it reminds me a little bit conceptually of Isotope's Spire product, right? Yeah, um, which is basically a record. Uh, you know, bring it with you, recorder with a really nice microphone and some nice mic pre's, and you can edit it on your yeah, you do need a you need an iOS device to to, uh, to 
to do that part of it, I think. But yeah. But you can use the iOS device as a recorder too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, when, true, I, true. when I was sitting in Westminster Abbey, because I went there, I wanted to hear the organ. I whipped out Spire and recorded a little bit while I was sitting there because it was cool and it sounded good. Nice. Yeah. Dave, I saw your eyebrows go up. Is that just because there were some drums or you think it's, a, it's cool? Because 1010 Music have done a few of these things. They've done, um, we reviewed something. I think that they did a sampler and they've done a kind of a utility module which does kind of LFOs and envelopes and all kinds of things. And it's, it, I guess it's like a platform that they've built and then they've put it in its own box and it does all of these other things as well. Yeah, I was thinking maybe it's time to update my QY10. <laughs> I'll say. I've still got one here somewhere. Because it's... The QI10 was had a better sound than the QI20. No, I'm just lying. Now. It did. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the sound, the sound on the QI10, you go up five or six octaves and you start playing up there and the aliasing is just brilliant. Wow. And I've just revealed, the... I've revealed something. I should probably... Oh, that, was, that was That's one it. of my secrets. They're going up in price now. Yeah, they would, well, they ought to. That was They're the brilliant. thing I took on tour forever and forever. So, yeah, this is very much more high-tech and I like the idea of being able to go... I, I like the concept of being able to take something and go out and do some work elsewhere without being shackled to a computer and stuff. But I think in reality, for me, that just never happens because I then start hanging things off of it. Oh, I need a hard drive or I need more of this or I need more of that. Oh, yeah, well, I need uh, one of those. And, before and then you've got your I'm, computer anyway. Yeah, and then I, I'm that's outside. The, that's the thing. I think, um, actually, I'm just looking at the spec on this. I, I thought, but it's got micro SD. I had a feeling. I thought it had a, a USB host mode, so you could. It does. Plug, it does. Yeah, it did say, I watched the video. It's okay, so it video. does. So that that's kind of cool. So you could plug something into it and yeah. kind of use that. I think it's isn't it six hundred dollars? Yeah, six hundred bucks, which yeah, is yeah, pretty yeah. affordable. Ten, it's ten fairly affordable, but Spire is half that. And but this thing makes noises. I, I get it. This thing is a sound generating what device. What is Spire? on your phone though, isn't it? No, it's, it's a, an audio hard, interface. It's a hardware. Yeah, it's a oh, hard, okay. I don't know what that is then. Uh, it's I'm a recorder. But it's not making the noises like this thing. Is. I think I'm a bit worried that they say it's got a nearly indestructible design. <laughs> nearly. <laughs> and I challenged them to lend it to me because <laughs> I, I once threw an S1000 out of a fourth floor window and that was nearly indestructible, but not quite. <laughs> I like to like hit the ground. This was in like 1990. I had an argument with a girl and it was. <laughs> Right, that's it. I'm leaving. Oh God, that reminds me. We we uh, we had a report. In, we had a report in New Jersey, actually. Wow, no, that's wow. one thousand out of a window. The and this S one thousand New Jersey incident. Yeah, we had a similar incident where one of the guys who used to do some uh, work for us, he had one of our M audio recorders or what a recorder. I forget. It might have been a Zoom H. What I forget what it was, and uh, he was. He, him and his girlfriend had a massive argument and she just picked up something and threw it at him and he ducked and it hit the wall and smashed and it was our recorder. Oh, no. And, they were, they, and it was like, oh, that's really awkward, you know, and so it was kind of like, oh, what do we do now? Because it's like, well, that's that that's not wear and tear, really. That's sort of willful damage, you know, no, but, if, but it was a very awkward situation for a while. But uh, the, so there we go. Uh, there, there's something for the chat room. Any other kind of... Uh, yeah, girls. The first, We've the, got to the be careful thing, about girls. Well, it, was, it was his partner. I don't know <laughs> if it was a girl or not. Well, she it, was my partner. Was. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. No, not that one. Not yeah. his girlfriend. No, the one That's I really fell out. That would be really I fell out with. Oh, okay, all right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was just looking. So, 1010, yeah, they do. They've got Toolbox, Bitbox. I think Bitbox was the sampler. So, they're, but the, now they're Blackbox. So, they're, they're all the same price, actually. The Blackbox is the compact sampling studio, and it's 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 standalone, and it's 599, whereas the Eurorack Rodules are 599 as well. So, interesting. Is it the same thing, then, but just in a... No, uh, well, I think it's a similar platform. I think it's got a kind of computing platform with... 
you know, because if you look at the hardware here, and um, certainly the Euro modules, they've got the sort of same number of I/O and the knob. So it's just they change the functionality. So you, I guess one could be the other. It just depends on what software you might load on it. Whereas the black box is obviously different because it's self-contained. It's got buttons and it doesn't have the uh, eighth-inch jacks. But it looks like an interesting thing. I guess something we should probably look at. Um, mm. But I don't know how much appetite there is for these things because I mean, people get very uptight about uh, what they consider to be hipster devices these days, don't they? And, it, and I don't really know why that would be the case. It's just, you know, what does that actually mean? Does it mean something that you think you need, that you don't really need, but if somehow the marketing has led you to believe that you do? You buy, it's like buying clothes for fashion. You're buying equipment for fashion. But I mean, that's the, it's always been the same, hasn't it? I mean, I don't think there's been any much different. You're after the latest sound, and if that's what it does, you're going to buy yourself a TS81Z for the lately bass, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got one for sale in my shop if anyone wants one. <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I had to plug it. Nicely done, that, Nicely done. That was awesome. Woo! I'd just like to say, Sleep round of applause there for the yeah. sleuth marketing there. Thank you very much. Absolutely excellent. That right in there. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. Um, I think um, I think we might be... Gosh, we've reached five o'clock, miraculously. Ooh. I'm just beginning to get... My muscle memory is starting to work. I know which button to press, and we have to stop the show. Right, let's do a show. Yeah, let's do a show. Yeah, that was the rehearsal. Now let's try again, and only this time I'll do better. Um, so yeah, that, well, that was great fun. I, I'm, Mark, thank you so much for showing us your guitar. Can you hold it up for us once again? Yeah, I just, sure. Oh, you've got something else there on the top. Did you I know, I was just going to... Well, this, uh, we almost got to a link where this would have been an appropriate moment to show this. You got, the, never, you got the craft synth too. Yeah, so I never buy things because I expect people to give them to me for free, but I saw this on <laughs> Kickstarter and I thought, God, that looks really cool. So I, I just clicked the button and went for it. And it's, it is really, really awesome. They and do I sound like... good. Have you got the case? Because that's the I've thing that excites me. I've seen the synth before. Yeah. I've never seen the case. <laughs> the case is really cool as well. The case. I'll hold the case up here. Yeah. And it's swooning already. But it's gnarly and, and harsh and digital. And yeah. But it also can sound quite warm you in too. the face. Yeah. And then you turn the filter and it just goes all, yeah, like you say, warm. It, can, it sounds almost analogue in a way but I know there is nothing like absolutely nothing the harshest, about it. nastiest FM that you can yeah. imagine I had a customer come in on, uh, on Saturday and I was playing with it in the shop and I'd got one of those little stag riot boxes and I'd got it plugged in and turned up full <laughs> and I was going gong, 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 and she was like oh, I say that's that's awfully loud <laughs> So it, and it upsets the uh, the gentler persuasion of the hippies in Glastonbury. Have you got any unicorns? I only came in for unicorn but strings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and oh, I'm meant to be holding the guitar. Oh yeah, we were going to have a look at the guitar. Yeah, I've got side tracks and everything. So we're going to have another quick look at it. Actually, will you hold that up and we'll say goodbye to everybody and then you can play us out. How about how does that sound, okay? So okay. there it is again. If you tilt it so the light's not catching it so we can see. There we like go. That. That's it. Oh, it looks beautiful. Good, doesn't it? Yeah. doesn't it look good? Only £450 Are you at Sonus Magus, Glastonbury. Awesome. Sorry, that was another plug, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, OK, that's enough of that. Uh, and Dave, it sounds awful. OK, you can shut up now. You've had enough. Oh! I'm gonna, I, I'll, you can right. play us out. I won't oh, say anything else for the whole podcast. OK. So well, we nearly finished. Oh. So. Uh, Dave, thanks for coming in. Um, and, you. of course, we're going to go out and uh, have a curry, I think, aren't we? Oh. And meet up with Gaz, I believe, as yes. well. Because both you, yourself, your good self and Rich are staying in town. So uh, we'll be able to um, enjoy each other's company for more than just the hour. All night. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm going hey. home. I'm going home. Hey, now. Uh, I think you and Rich are sharing the same hotel, not necessarily the same room. Hey, now. Uh, and, and uh, of course, we've got Rich here as well, so you'll be joining us after. Thank you for coming down, Rich. It's my pleasure. I'm so glad that we did this. It's so much fun. It always is, isn't it? And, uh, well, we can do the... Fo well, actually, you can play 
if actually you play because I've the problem is I've got don't ask me to play anything I've got um, the thing is I've got the um, I've got the end that I press it's like a whole automated process okay that that has a piece of music in it which is the thing that we use to have you got the score I, I'm, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I, understand I'll, it. I'll it's just it in the printer. I'll be like, what? What? It's no. just in the printer. Anyway, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. And thank what you. Is it in? I, I couldn't tell you. I can't remember. It's been oh, ages. It it? But I wanted to say uh, thank you to our friends over at Isotope for uh, providing the prize. Remember, if you want to enter and win a copy of Neutron Three, which is the latest one, uh, we're looking for the hashtag Mix Balance and the hashtag Neutron Three to uh, Sonic at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And of course, do check out the uh, Softitude Parallels synth as well because it's jolly good. So uh, we'll say goodbye and Mark will play and then, and then I'll try and figure out maybe what I should do is... No, I, I, need I know, know, I need to what, play the music. It? I need to play the music. I don't know. I'll just have to get go and then we'll see what happens. Okay, so... I could play all the wrong Ready? notes. La, 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 la. There oh, there we go. We're there. Oh, no. That's awesome. I've ended on the right note.